0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scott Brown retires from international duty Leaving Alex McLeish looking for a new Scotland captain Celtic retake a 9 point lead at the top After a 10th consecutive win against Aberdeen But Graham Murty says whilst a title challenge is still possible Rangers will keep trying to apply the pressure This after their 2-0 win against Hearts at the weekend I'm in the company of Derek Johnson and Mr Hugh Keevans I have had, uh, let me say, uh, my differences of opinion with Scott Brown But I am the first on this programme tonight to say I think you'll be a sore loss for Alec McLeish, the new Scotland manager He'll be sorely missed by his fellow teammates uh, in the Scotland international setup, And he goes from international football at a time when Scott Brown has become an irreplaceable And I use the word advisedly Irreplaceable player for Celtic So you don't get 55 caps for your country If you can't play He certainly can He is a contender for player of the year this season Sorry loss for Alec McLeish Yeah I'd go along with that But uh, I think we've got to, like, the, the strength that we've got in this Scotland squad If we do have any strength Is we've got plenty of midfielders We've got a lot of young midfielders The McGinns of this world who I think will come in and, and get their 30, 40 caps, maybe even more for Scotland. So it gives them a chance. Now that the, the Scott Brown's decided, you know, for a second time, you know, that uh, he's not going to play anymore. And, and he's, you're right, you don't get 55 caps unless you've been a good player for your country. Yeah. And he has, but it gives the others a chance. The McTominay's, should he decide to come and play for Scotland? People like that, I think we're very, very strong in midfield. It was a great weekend of Scottish football We will look back on as much of it as possible But to kick us off Scott Brown then has retired for a second time from international duty How big a blow do you think it will be? And who should be the next captain in his absence? Let us know 0141 951 1025 Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB How much will we miss Scott Brown? And who should be the next captain? How would you... Well, first of all, Hugh Kevens, you suggested at the top that you've had your differences yes. with uh, Scott Brown. Would you care to elaborate? <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued to know what that means. Uh, the, the, my favourite one uh, was at uh, the Cameron House in Loch Lomond when the Scotland uh, squad were gathered there and uh, Scott asked for a word and then asked <laughs> for the word outside. Uh, so we went outside and he gave me... Years before it actually happened, he gave me the full El Hajj Juf. There was about half an inch between his nose and mine, uh, and I had written something which he had taken uh, umbrage over. Doesn't sound like you. So uh, we had it out, and when it was looking a little dodgy, Paul Hartley intervened. To, to this day, I'm eternally grateful to Paul Hartley. Uh, and as he led Scott Brown away, I said... I think you should, Paul. Or my next call could be to Dermot Desmond. Now, I was lying through my teeth at that point uh, because if my house was ablaze and Dermot Desmond ran the fire brigade, I wouldn't know how to call Dermot Desmond. Uh, but it, Derek knows this to be true. Over the years in the game of football, with regard to players and the press, you fall in with people, you fall out with people. Yeah. But I uh, have an admiration for Scott Brown as a player. Uh, 
He is having his testimonial dinner in Glasgow on Sunday. Uh, the Celtic supporters will applaud him for the 10 years he has given to Celtic. He has been a wonderful acquisition for Celtic. And at the moment, I repeat, he is irreplaceable where Celtic are concerned. Just look back at that St Johnston game uh, a week past on Sunday when there was no Scott Brown because of suspension. Celtic's performance was woeful and they dropped two points at home. I have to say, Hugh, you know, in all the years that I played, and, you know, I got a fair bit of bad press as well. When, when you weren't playing well, there was always somebody that wanted to have a dig at you. And there were a few, you know, that I felt, you know, they, they were desperate to get me at some stage. But I never, ever confronted them like you're talking about there. I mean, I did the opposite. I think when somebody actually wrote something nice about me and then a few weeks later I would be in a restaurant and that man would be over with his wife or his family, I would send over a drink to them. Uh-huh. You know, thank you. But I would never ever confront anybody because you know yourself, if you aren't playing well, you don't need anybody to write about it. You know you've been playing badly and you expect that as well as if you're playing well, you expect to get good press as well. So it goes both ways. It's just a wee trip down memory lane from Hugh Keevens there. But we want to know what you make of Scott Brown's retirement and who you think should replace him in terms of wearing that captain's armband for Scotland. Brendan Rodgers says Scotland's loss is Celtic's gain when it comes to the decision. He believes it is a smart move by the hoop skipper and says the 33-year-old's club career should be prolonged as a result. It's obviously it's great news for Celtic. It, it's obviously sad for for the, the Scottish team. But I think that the last time he went back, it was it was probably you know for Gordon and, and the reasons the... Uh, for going back really and, and to, to help out someone that he was very close to so um, but I think for him and his career going forward and for uh, for his own fitness you know he's getting to that stage of his career where really you know he wants to prolong his career at club level and with the amount of games that we have at club level taking away international football then it's a real real sensible decision so um been a wonderful player for Scotland you know, real inspirational captain, and uh, and now Alex will, will obviously run with the next uh, group of players that will hopefully then go on and um, take his place. I certainly haven't realised how good a player he was until you work with him. Someone who could have, you know, of the measure is is the English Premier League. Then of course he, he certainly could have played at that at the very uh, top end of that. But it's only really when you come in you see the 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 value of him. He's a totally different person to what he is a player. Um, really concentrated and focused, and and he's a big game player. You know, makes the big contributions, and uh, and off the field, he's a selfless captain. Really, uh, very genuine guy, cares for for people, for others, and uh, but uh, really devotes his life. You know, if you're talking about a footballer, uh, not just wearing the jersey, but a footballer who eats, sleeps, breathes football. That's Scott Brown It tends to be the way Hugh Evans, When someone retires From international football That, that it is simply To prolong yeah. His club career Will Celtic see The benefits of this? Undoubtedly uh, I think Scott's 32 years of age now 33 33 uh, And as he said himself You know The, the demands are getting Greater and greater Every year uh, There'll be even more uh, Champions League qualifiers to oh, play Oh yes, 32 I stand corrected Right, thank you uh, More Champions League qualifiers to play next season uh, And he is simply going down a road that others have gone down Because uh, it, is, it becomes just simply too much 
And I think he's yeah. made the right decision And I know Derek touched on the fact that he's done it before The last time was au revoir This time it really is goodbye And when he came back the last time I was the first to say Well let him play Because we don't have that many good players That we can afford to turn down a Scott Brown You know the, the problem again you he's, he's probably looking at this summer as well which could be a big summer for him. You know, you, you never know when you're going to chuck it or get a bad injury. Oh. He's got, he'll maybe get two weeks holiday with the family if he gets that. You know, by the time Scotland come back from all the friendlies and everything else. So I think he's made up his mind. And, and I think Brendan Rogers summed up. He was friendly with Gordon's tracking. He's helped a pal out. Now that he's gone, now I'm, I'm really finished this time. And that's it. Good luck to him. Yeah, how much did the manager come into his thinking, Hugh Keevans? Because it's well documented he had a good relationship with Gordon Strachan. It was a big reason why he came out of retirement the first time. Look at the time frame and all of this. Has he, has he sat back, waited to see who the next manager is, and, and then decided? I, I don't believe that the appointment of Alec McLeish has anything at all to do with Scott Brown's decision. I, I assume that he has arrived at the decision after a conversation with Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that Brendan would have pointed out to him that the demands are getting yeah. greater. You, you know it was season. a good thing in the whole lot, Hugh? He said he made the decision after speaking to Alex. He had actually spoken yeah, to Alex spoke McLeish weekend, himself, yeah. Yeah. which is great. So he's actually gone there first before he's told anybody else, which is the good way to do but it. But anyone who believes that Scott Brown has arrived at this decision because he has reservations about the appointment of Alec McLeish, I simply do not believe that to be the case. He has arrived at this decision because it is what's best for Scott Brown at this time. You've heard what Hugh Keevans thinks about Scott Brown's retirement. You've heard what Derek Johnson thinks. Now we want to hear what you think. 01419511025. What do you make of the decision? How much of a miss will he be for Scotland? And who should the next captain be? Archie is a Celtic fan in Shawlands. Archie, with your with your Celtic hat on, are you are you pleased because this means that Scott Brown's Celtic career may be prolonged, or are you? Um, is it a sad loss for from a Scotland perspective? Of course, it's a sad loss for us. Yeah, we want to know we play for Scotland. We're good players, but just you only have to say one thing about Scott Brown. See, when you go into an opposition football park, and every time you touch a ball, and the home fans keep booing you, that's when you know your class. That happens to when I do what happens to all the all the superstars in football. When they get the touch of the ball, they all get booed. And that's respect. So that's all. That's all you have to say about Scott. He's just a different class from the rest of us. Completely different class. Well, I, th- I thought that his reaction to uh, the crowd at Aberdeen yesterday was wonderfully bonkers in a wonderfully bonkers Scott Brown kind of way. Because it was a, a, a very unsavoury incident. I think he was manhandled and then Sam Cosgrove came in with a terrible tackle. And then as Scott Brown was on the ground, Shea Logan tried to hit him with the ball. It was a, a, an unsavoury episode. And for Scott Brown to stand up and react with the, the, the gesture that he made, uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought it, it said... An awful lot of it, Scott Brown's temperament And uh, he didn't respond in a negative way He didn't attempt to have a punch up with anyone uh, And it was a moment of humour in uh, in a, a tense game So uh, so well done to him for that uh, Derek, you seem fairly confident that we have uh, midfielders Who can step up and, and, and fill that void yeah. What what will Scotland be losing then? The one, the one word that we keep saying And you mentioned earlier, leadership on the park 
You always need that, and you need actually two or three leaders. You just don't need the one. You need you need leaders all over the park that are going to get players who are maybe having a bad game, you know, lifting them on the park. That's where you need it. It's no use waiting till half time when the manager says something. You're needing players out there. If players are not doing their job, then they'll get a mouthful from the captain and any other experienced player around them. And that's what you miss. That's what uh, Celt- I mean, Celtic live for him. Anybody that's not doing well, they know exactly what they're going to get from Scott Brown. But you need two or three of them in a side. And it'll be difficult looking at that Scotland squad, who you would choose to be a captain. There's nobody going to be the same. There's no leadership in that squad like Scott Brown. If it was me, I'm looking for somebody that's going to be there for the next 10, 11, 12 years. I would give it to Tierney. I think he's captain, he's captain Celtic. You know, I'm not saying he's one of them that's going to shout and get everybody going, but he plays by example. Yeah. And somebody is going to be there for 10 or 12 years. I would certainly give him a shot. Well, Tony is on Twitter suggesting Tierney, as is uh, Stephen Talent. Josh Henderson says if Fletcher's still there, he should take the captaincy. If not, then it should go to Snodgrass or Andrew Robertson. We're going to look a bit in a bit more detail at who the potential candidates are uh, a bit later on. But let's s- stick with this for the here and now. Archie, you want to come back in? Yeah, Derek to the words out my way, sir. I'll give it to Kieran Tierney. He's fantastic. He's a great wee player, and he's he's, he's proud, strike to be Scottish, and the way he plays for Celtic. He was doing it for Scotland as well in his games. So give it to Kieran Tierney definitely. When when he captained Scotland uh, against the Netherlands, Kieran Tierney was for one night only being managed by Malky Mackay. So we can't second guess what Alec McLeish is going to do because none of us know uh, Alec's thoughts on this matter. He may very well have. Uh, a choice that we've yet to mention Daryl's in Cumbernauld Hi Daryl Hi guys, how are we doing alright? Yeah, what's yeah. your point Daryl? Good stuff uh, Well I've got a few points to make here um, It's about this this captaincy thing um, I don't I don't think giving Kieran Tierney the captain Is going to do him a lot of good If I'm honest with you Because it's going to be a lot of pressure And a lot of weight on his shoulders For a 20, 21 year old Or however old he is mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it, It's a bit Maybe a bit too soon To get him in as captain um, you know, I'd, I'd maybe even look back at maybe towards like Craig Gordon. You know, if you still got a good couple of years left in him with the Scotland squad, I'd look at him. I'm never fond you know, of I'm never fond of goalkeepers as captains. You know, I, I like the my I mean, captain. There, there to are be plenty of examples of it working. To be oh, fair, yeah, yeah. Iker Casillas for yeah. Real Madrid. He was he'd been yeah. captain for about eight years or something like that. Yeah. Well, when he was there. But, 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 but you know what? But I think the, the way I watch Kieran Tierney and the way he plays, you know, he's he's one of these players you're always going to get a seven and a half, eight out of ten every game. He's consistent, and 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 that's playing in Celtic games, a big club, playing in European games, playing for Scotland. So I don't think making him captain will take anything away. I think he will thrive on that even more. You've heard what he said when he was captain of Celtic. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to him. Captain the club that he loves and everything else. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be a problem putting him in there and being the captain of Scotland as well. Uh, Daryl, let's look back a bit then. What do you make of it from a, a Scott Brown perspective? Well, I think that's great news for Celtic because there's, there's nobody there. You've got Encham, you've got like, Armstrong can play back there. Ayer can even push up to a defensive midfield goal, but there's nobody that I can think of that can replace Scott Brown within our budget anyway because he's a leader. People might say he's a dirty player, you know, he goes through players and stuff like that, but that's what you need. You need a bit of aggression in the middle of the park, and that means that it'll, it'll, other players will feed off him. Well, I think you saw him. yesterday, Daryl, that uh, often Scott Brown can be sinned against as well. Uh, so I wouldn't describe him as a dirty player. 
uh, he certainly understands the physical nature of the game uh, and isn't afraid to demonstrate the physical nature of the game but dirty player no. like any debate Hugh Keevans people will, will have their opinions I'm more than comfortable if someone out there thinks that actually I don't rate Scott Brown as a player and I don't think he will be a loss to Scotland that's fine that, you know, we're all entitled to our opinion what you can say though is pretty much everyone you speak to who's been involved in that Scotland setup will will give you the same type of answer that is that he's one of those players that yeah, you yeah. want to have on your team. L- listen, Gordon, you don't get fifty-five caps, and and that's maybe two or three managers, maybe even four Scotland managers. You know, they've all rated them and they've got them in there, so they all can't be wrong. So for Scotland, it is for his leadership qualities. Anyway, right away, I think yeah, there's nobody there that can take over from. You welcome those who don't like uh, Scott Brown as a player to come on and give us their views, and that's the right thing to do. All conversations should be. Uh, Two-sided But I would hope that people wouldn't come on And Criticise him Just because He plays for Celtic Because in this part of the world You can get If it's a Rangers player Celtic fans Criticising Or if it's a Celtic player Rangers fans Criticising We need Something More analytical than Oh he plays for Celtic Or he plays for Rangers Okay, keep the calls coming 01419511025. Even Graham Murty has had his say about Scott Brown. We're going to hear that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scott Brown's retirement has got everyone going on Twitter. At Clyde SSB Douglas Harper says The new captain needs to be someone Who's the first name on the team sheet So Tierney or Robertson for me Build the team around the captain Andy Jackson says Hughes spot on Scott Brown is irreplaceable for his club But not his country Good player And no more Peter Ramsey Another one throwing the name in For Andy Robertson To be the next Scotland captain Well Rangers boss Graham Murty Has thanked Scott Brown For his service to Scotland He's talked up the influence The midfielder had On the national team Throughout his 55 caps now remember Graham Murty's Scotland career did overlap slightly with Scott Brown's and he believes it is time for his own players to step up and fill the role left by the Celtic captain. He's been a really, really good servant. He's taken fantastic care of his body. I think you see his impact he has on his team. He's very, very big. It's up to someone else to go and actually fill the hole that he will leave. Um, but it's an opportunity, possibly for some of our players, to go and step up and make a midfield role their own. So I would thank him as, as, as a as a Scotland fan for his work um, but there's an opportunity to move forward now with a, with a group of players that are working with a new manager to try and go and stake a claim and play in his team Yeah, well done to mm-hmm. Graham Murty for coming out and uh, praising Scott Brown uh, he will be missed put the cards on the table Gordon we haven't been anywhere for 20 years as a national side therefore anyone who wants to come on and say Scott Brown failed yeah, yeah he did failed to qualify yep same as two generations of players failed to qualify It wasn't just Scott Brown's fault uh, But When you have a Scott Brown in your squad He's in the team He's one of those that you want with you In the trenches He's been of great value to Scotland Irreplaceable for Celtic uh, And that will be his legacy uh, Stevens and Colt Bridge He's a Rangers fan Got some thoughts on who might replace Scott Brown Hi Stephen Hi guys, how's you doing? Evening. What's your point tonight, Stephen? Uh, it's just um, I think uh, Grass is a shoot for the captaincy. I think um, guys, a leader, he fights for the. He's, he's willing to win. I think he's very. He's doing very well now. I think he's in a good bit of form. 
with her, but uh, I think he'd be a great shout for the captaincy. I think in terms, I think in terms of a character, Hugh, he's one yeah. who, who seems mm. to be well liked and is 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 a voice. Certainly, yeah. it depends what, what what we're looking for. But what do you think about that? Um, he's a he's a good personality, Robert. Terrific fella. Uh, I'm not sure if he would welcome the additional responsibility of the captaincy because you have to be that kind of guy. You have to have the broad shoulders to carry the captaincy and look after your own form as well. Uh, in a Scotland side, as I say, that has not qualified for anything for 20 years, um, I'd, I'd like Robert Snodgrass in the team. I'm not certain that he would embrace How the captaincy. How old is he? 30, 30 years old. You're going to get him for another year or maybe two years. I think, I well, think if you look Scott, at Scott captain, Brown's almost 33. But, so if you, if yeah, you, but, but Scott's been playing in the top league for 10, 12 years or whatever, you know, and played all the way through at one thing. Well, Stephen says, Snodgrass though, hasn't. He's you know. playing very well for Aston Villa at the moment. Ah, he's, he's doing okay, but he's, he's been at a few clubs and it hasn't really worked for him. I certainly wouldn't make him the captain. He's a good player and I like him. And hopefully he's in the Scotland squad at this moment in time. But. I think that the difference with Brown is he's a player's player and I think everybody can relate to him no matter what club you play for he relates to you when you're in that Scotland team you need somebody there it doesn't have to be I mean there's there's nobody in that squad that's a leader that wants to shout to people I don't I, I can't think of anybody in that squad that can do that so if you can't do that that being a captain then you have to show by example play by example that's why I say the likes Wait. of Tierney Stephen, you want to come back in? I definitely I, 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 agree, I do agree with what you're saying there. Maybe not enough games with Snodgrass. He's not consistent enough with the games. He does pick up injuries, but I definitely think he's a character. Positional-wise, I think you've got guys like Jason Holt, Ryan Jack, should be walking into filling Scott Brown's position. What do you think of that? Well, um, at the moment, Ryan Jack is injured. He's not playing football. Uh, Jason Holt, I know that Rangers made him captain, but the, the idea of... Jason Holt being captain under Alec McLeish No, no, he said positionally He's not talking about captain He's talking about just playing Oh, playing, I beg your pardon Um, Well, again, you need to know Alec McLeish's thoughts on this Yeah, but what are yours though? Because we don't don't know Alec uh, McLeish's I I would say the other two that's in there just now I think McCrory in a couple of years If he keeps going the way he is Is a contender And I think young Doherty as well So rather than than Jack and Rather than the two you've mentioned That's another two You know Should be sniffing about Also John McGinn Uh, You know I'd like to see him Play more For Scotland He will He will Hugh I think he's a smashing player John McGinn will get his time And when he does He's another one of them That will get 55 60 caps John McGinn You want to come back in Stephen? No no I agree with what you're saying guys Thanks for your vote Thanks for your opinions, stuff. Thank you to Stephen and Coatbridge 01419511025 If you want to keep the calls coming We're at Clyde SSB as well Brendan Rogers has suggested That Kieran Tierney would be a good shout To replace Scott Brown uh, As the national team captain Remember Tierney did captain the national team In the 1-0 loss to the Netherlands in October That was under Malky Mackay And Rogers says that the guidance Tierney's already had from Brown Is invaluable Well that'll be up to, to Alex But I think he's certainly He's a player definitely for for the future. I think it wouldn't phase him. You know, again, he's learnt off Brownie in his short time here, Kieran in the in the first team. You know, he's got now over a hundred odd appearances, and like you see with him, nothing phases him either. You know, whether it's international football, playing out of position, you know, he's exactly the same. So he's certainly one that would uh, will be a credible. Um, successor to, to Brownie if, if that's what Alex chooses and he has this then great capacity to keep going and like you see in the what was it 83rd 84th minute of the game he's able to um, 
win the race to get there and, and, and make a great finish. So, uh, yeah, he's um, an absolutely brilliant young player who's got so much more development to come. Kieran Tierney is the natural successor to Scott Brown as the Celtic captain when the day comes and Scott retires. One reason why I've been inclined towards Andrew Robertson is that if you are holding your own, more than holding your own, in that Liverpool team, in the kind of company he's keeping at Anfield, in a league such as the Premier League down the, down south, which is a, a league of tremendously high quality, uh, then I would assume that you have that kind of responsibility about you that would make you a, a decent Scotland captain as well. And it all, all depends on how Alex McLeish sees at you because he's, he's got the... And I've said it many times on this programme, we've got two probably the best left-backs in Britain in Robertson and Tierney. Now, does he play one of them and put one on the bench or does he... Like you did with Danny McGrain and Sandy Jardin, one went to the right and one yeah. to the left... I don't know how Alex would, would, would feel about doing that but if he was going to play a natural left back in that position and it's Kieran Tierney you, you don't know if he's going to swap over there I, I would I would tend to think and I would like to think the two of them play on the left hand side one playing further forward and they just keep swapping over and going down that left hand side Maybe we're over exaggerating this question Hugh Keevans because when Alex McLeish names his first Scotland squad for the upcoming friendly Maybe Darren Fletcher will be in it A yeah. man who's captained Scotland so many times And then he'll just get the armband again yeah. or, or, or do you see this as a decisive moment Where we look to the future? I do yeah. I think everything about us now Has to be looking to the yeah. future Because we've had two failed campaigns Under Gordon Strachan We've had 20 years in total Without being anywhere It is time to acknowledge The young men that we have Springing up all over the place If Scott McTominay could be Persuaded to play for the the country of his grandparents' birth, uh, that would be a terrific boost for Alec mm-hmm. in the wake of Scott Brown retiring. But it, it is the time of Kieran Tierney and Scott McTominay and Andrew Robertson. It is yep. it is John McGinn's time. It is the time yeah. for the young men. Now. I mean, it's not a case of just throwing eleven youngsters in. That's never going to happen. I mean, you wouldn't do that in any league, but. These ones that are coming through and are actually showing very well. Young Andy Robertson couldn't get a game for Liverpool. Mm. He went to the manager. He never went in moaning. He said, look, what do I do to make myself better to get in this Liverpool side? You know, and the manager said, well, you need the strength in there, there and there. And about three, four weeks later, he's in the team and he's one of their best players now, yeah. most consistent players. Tommy is a Morton fan. He's got some thoughts on Scott Brown's retirement. Hi, Tommy. Hi, hi. Um, just before I start, I'm not wanting to slag Scott Brown, but I just want to say Scott is a good player in an average league. And we've seen in the past that he's been found wanting when it comes to the Champions League um, and also when it comes to international football when we're playing the better teams. Running about like a headless chicken doesn't make you a good player. Um, his style of football, which is obviously quite aggressive, is not suited to the European or the international game. And I think it is time to give the younger players, the flair players, which people want to sit and watch. A chance I don't know what you think about that Do you seriously think That a man gets 55 caps for his country And he's a headless chicken Do you seriously no, think I'm, that I'm, happens Hugh I'm talking about when he's playing in the Europe When he's playing the Champions League so He was running about like a headless chicken in some games I'm talking about when he's up against Really really skillful players That, that pass the ball by him Run by him He's got 55 caps for Scotland Because he's the best we've got I'm not slagging the guy I'm just saying His style of football Is not suited to the modern day game now When it comes to the 
top level. Is, is that great maybe, Scotland. Is that maybe where the problem lies, Tommy? Because you, you just said yourself there, you know, he's the best we've got. So whether uh, we've, you know whether whether we're, it depends who you're comparing them to. Yeah, prob- probably has found one thing against the top sides in Europe. But whilst he is the best we've got, yeah. that was your words. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then it's bound to be a loss. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not slagging him. I'm just saying it's maybe time we did move forward. It's, we need we need to get this sort of aggression that the Scottish game is all about out mm. of it because it's not suited to European or international well, football. Okay. I, I mean, look, as I say, take that point, you on the basis that we have not played in a major competition since 1998. Everyone's a failure. Uh, yeah. So the only point we are making is that if you have a Scotland squad, you definitely have Scott Brown's name in it because. He's better than most in the country uh, And he will be missed And when you speak of headless chickens and so forth uh, Yeah, Celtic have had some abysmal results in Europe And Scott Brown has to take his share of the blame for that as well But in general, he has had a fine career In a difficult set of circumstances Because yeah You're perfectly right This is not the greatest football environment in the world Internationally we have underachieved for two decades But He's not a headless chicken He is a top class footballer He is among the best you can get in this country And his loss will be felt See the the game has changed an awful lot Hugh You know, even going back to to my day, the game has changed. It was very physical. You were allowed to challenge people. You were allowed to go in and win a 50-50 ball. Your your studs showing. How on earth you can tackle on the ground with your studs not showing is impossible because you'd rip all your ankles and your knees of your studs were on the turf and you're sliding into somebody. So what, what they are trying to do these days is cut out all the tackles. They don't want any physical stuff at all in the game. And I think Barcelona have an awful lot to do with that. You kept reading after games, oh, they had 1,800 passes in 90 minutes. And that's the, that's the way people want to watch football. They don't want to see people going in and... Ta- I still love that way of playing. 50 There's nothing better. Two players going for a ball and it's a great challenge and somebody wins it. But that's outdated now. It's all about people want to see teams playing football even although they're playing 20 balls in their own half they're quite happy at times to look at that because you've got the ball the game has changed an awful lot Tommy you want to come back in? Aye well, I'm, as you know I'm a referee as well and Derek's, Derek's correct it, it, the physical side of the game's been taken right out of it so we need to adapt to that it's no, it's no good getting in hard and, and putting in tackles because the referee will just go against you almost 9 times out of 10 unless you're very very accurate with your challenge you're never going to get away with it and that's what I'm saying. I'm not, as I said again, I'm not slagging Scott. I'm just saying the game has changed. It's more flair players now. We don't, we don't need a great answer. We've not qualified for anything because my style of football is all wrong. Brendan, Rod- sorry, Tommy. I was going to say just on that point, Hugh. Brendan Rodgers would tell you um, that Scott Brown's an underrated footballer and starts a lot of Celtic's attacks and so on, which would maybe go against what, what Tommy was saying. Where do you lie on that then? Well, he wouldn't be. Brendan Rodgers captain If he didn't think that He was up to the game At all levels Domestic and European And I repeat Scott's been involved In some of the Goings over That Celtic have received In the Champions League In the last couple of seasons So he has to take his Share of the blame As well as his share of the credit For what Celtic have achieved Uh, I just think that perhaps Scott Brown's personality Gets in the way for people Mm. Uh, You know they, They see this Strutting figure they see this guy who's willing to go into a comedy routine for the benefit of the Aberdeen supporters. They see the extended arms in front of El Hajj Juf. Uh, but 
No one mentions the beautiful goal that he scored before he turned to El Hajjouf. Friday night's programme took on a, a very, how can we say, a very divisive theme, Hugh Keevans, mm. where some of the fans would phone up and say, no chance there's a title race, Celtic are going to win it at a canter. And then other fans would phone up and say, oh, if this happens this weekend, and if that happens this weekend, mm. the title race is on. Well, we're going to look back on a big weekend of Scottish football after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Thanks for your comments uh, on Scott Brown. They're still coming on Twitter. Paddy thinks Stuart Armstrong will be the next Scotland captain. Uh, Dean might just be a Muddle fan. He wants to see Alan Campbell as the new Scotland captain. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> maybe. Quite maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how the future pans out on that one. Let's look back on a, a big weekend of Scottish football, Hugh Keevans. You on Friday night were explaining the different scenarios and if Rangers beat. Hearts and if Aberdeen managed to beat Celtic and so on All this debate about whether we do or don't have a, a title race Still nine points Celtic beat Aberdeen again yesterday I said it was the biggest game of the season uh, Had Celtic not won it uh, That would be having an entirely different type of programme tonight But Celtic were excellent And uh, they got the job done Now what I don't understand, Gordon, is why the concept of a title race, the, the, the phrase title race has become almost inflammatory and provocative. Why? I mean, if you're a Celtic fan, there are three title race finishes that would be among your favourite memories. There would be uh, 1979, Celtic beating Rangers 4-2 in their last game of the season to win the title under Billy McNeil. There would be 1986, where Celtic won the title in the last seven minutes on the final day of the season, beating Hearts to the title under Davy Hay. There would be Murdo McLeod and Vim Janssen in 1998, beating St Johnston on the final day of the season to win the league and prevent Rangers from winning 10 in a row. So what's wrong with the concept well, of a well, title race that Sunday. goes to the wire? And for the Rangers, <laughs> I was talking about the Celtic supporters because it's the Celtic supporters who regard the use of the term title race yeah. As being inflammatory and provocative well, Let me put it to you quite simply Anthony Neils on Twitter says The title is in the bag for Celtic Yeah well, Do you agree? I said on Saturday You, well, you did but yeah. you didn't Well th- there are 30 points Left to be played for 30 points Therefore It is arithmetically possible And I'm not deliberately looking for a fight here no. I'm simply pointing yeah, out That it is arithmetically possible For things to happen Celtic have put Do you think they will? Celtic have put a down payment on the championship with their win at Pataudry. If Celtic win at Ibrox on the 11th of March, no one's yeah. coming back from that. Well, Graham Murty yeah. believes his side could have had a bigger winning margin in the 2-0 win against Hearts on Saturday. He's not really been drawn into talk of this title race with 10 games left. He's just looking for his players to improve and keep on winning games. A game where we could have been more clinical and scored more goals, but a thoroughly professional performance, I thought, and under under some pressure when, when things weren't quite clicking at times I thought the guys found a way to to still score goals and create chances against a very very stubborn and well organised opponent What pleased you most about it? Um, our composure when perhaps people in the crowd were getting a bit frustrated and getting a bit nervous I still thought that we um, continued to play our stuff we had some brave people going and getting on the ball and I thought with a little bit more luck a little bit more composure we could have got that second goal a lot easier and settled everyone down how much pressure do you think you put on Celtic? I, I'm not sure that we're, even in Celtic's minds, 
I think they are top of the league for good reason. They are going to take care of themselves and play as well as they possibly can. All we can do is worry about us and make sure we do our job. And I thought we did our job today. And I think that's the message we'll take home, is that we did our job. We did our job defensively, keeping a clean sheet. But also our forward players did the job by, by putting the goals in at the right times. Can we have a clean Um You guys can say that all you want. As far as I'm concerned, um, they're still the team to beat at the top of the table. We'll just concentrate on us and make sure that we finish the season as well as we possibly can. I said to the players they could, they could start the end of the season, if that makes sense, really well today. Uh, and take care of our own business and I thought they took that nature into the game uh, and I thought that I was really pleased with with the fact that they were hungry to keep on getting better all the time and improving and pushing ourselves forward and putting ourselves hopefully in a good position to enjoy the latter half of the season I think he's right what he's saying I, I think Rangers have just got to look after number one they shouldn't be bothering what Aberdeen or Hibs are doing or Celtic are doing. I think deep down he knows that Celtic are so far ahead. Rangers are not going to catch him, but he's not, go- he's not going to say that. None of the players will say that. We'll keep fighting to the end, as you would expect players and a manager to do. Rangers have to finish as close as possible. They've got to finish second and finish as close as possible to Celtic. And that's all he's thinking about. And that's the right way to do it. They're in a wee bit of form just now. That was a tough one. I said that was their biggest game of the season on Saturday. And they've played probably their best 90 minutes of the season against Hearts. You know, it was 2 nothing. It could have been a lot more. Even Craig Levine, who's not one for praising opposition, said they got away with one because he thought Rangers had so many chances. The result could have been worse. They've just got to keep winning games. And I'll tell you what, and, and many times you hear me say this as well, there's a game against St Johnston tomorrow night at Perth. St Johnston all of a sudden, who've had an absolute nightmare last couple of months, all of a sudden they've drawn with Celtic, they've got a good three points against Ross County. You know, they've got a wee lift, the players have got a lift. That's a very hard game for Rangers tomorrow night. But if Rangers go in with the same attitude and the way they started the game against Hearts, then there's only one winner. If they don't, then they've got a fight in their hands. Scott's a Rangers fan in Govan. Hi, Scott. Hi, panel. What's your point tonight, Scott? Uh, trying to switch off my computer right now. <laughs> uh, you sound like Hugh Keevans, the ultimate technophobe, Scott. Hi. Um, I've got two points. My first one is, I phoned up a wee while ago and asked Derek, yourself, and uh, Mr. Keevans sitting next to you if uh, Murphy should get the job. And both of you said no. So, can I ask his opinion now for him getting the full-time job? Well, at the time when you asked us, uh, I assume, uh, I remember saying that his credentials, I thought, had gone out the window uh, when they were back-to-back defeats under Graham Murty. He has staged an incredible recovery since then. Uh, He has taken Rangers into a very good place. He is clearly an astute man. A good coach Good eye for a player Given the ones that have been brought into the club recently And I think at the moment He would have to be uh, A very strong favourite To be the Rangers manager on a, on a permanent basis At the end of the season Particularly If he wins a trophy Scott, th- th- there was a time Where Rangers fans were coming on this programme And when he had the two or three games In a row that he won Yes, he's the man Give him the job now and then he dropped a point. He dropped a couple of points. Then he, he lost the following week. And then he was, no, nah, when he's somebody experienced, then he'll never do. So the Rangers fans themselves were up and down about whether he was going to take the job or not. At this moment in time, 
With the signings that have come in, Rangers have looked a far, far better side. And they're starting Derek. to get better results now. Derek, when I, come, when I come on, I did say to yourselves, I said that I think you should get a job. So I had already said, committed to that. Mm-hmm. And I asked you and both of you said no. So I, I'm presuming now you are both agreeing to say that you should get the job now full time. Yeah, I mean... For me, he surely you have to just take a call at the end of the season because whilst we're talking about things that are arithmetically possible, yeah. Scott, I'm sure you would accept if Graham Murty ends up finishing third and gets put out the cup off Falkirk, then you won't be shouting from to get the job, will you? No, I would. I would. I think. Oh, okay. uh, I, I think you would uh, be hard to get somebody else in there that will not have the respect to all the players, um, and. Can go out there and grind the result, and he, he compliments his players. He'll bring them down when they when they when they need brought down to earth. No, I think if Rangers finish third, which is a possibility, no, I think he'll still get a job. I, th- I think the good thing that Graham did, and he, he's quite right, and I think it's very clever bringing Jimmy Nicol in. Mm. Jimmy's an experienced man, been there at the club, seen it, done it, won things, not frightened. Like like the Alec McLeishes of this world, the telling players to their face that you know Billy big time. No, no, you're not. You've got to win games here. Get your finger out. Get working. They're not frightened to have a go at players, and that's what he's got by his side. And what will be the most pleasing aspect from the weekend, Hugh? Three points speaks for itself. But Jamie Murphy and Greg Doherty were the two who seemed to be getting most yeah. of the plaudits. New signings who really seem to be finding their feet in it and improving week on week. Yeah, they are. Uh, Gordon Deal was at the game for Super Scoreboard, and he said he's really. Warming to this Rangers side Where I would give Graham Murty immense credit Is that there were times this season When Rangers were Borderline farce Because they had the Kashinia episode Which simply did not work And it was almost farcical uh, Then they had the uh, Failed attempt to get Derek McInnes Out of all this chaos The negative headlines The fans in revolt Out of all of this Graham Murty has taken this Rangers side into a far better place. Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. We're going to continue our look back on the weekend's big talking points and assess what impact, if any, those results had on the situation at the top. But in the meantime, we're going to play Beat the Pundits. So if you want to play, if you want to take on Hugh Keevans or you want to take on Derek Johnson, then you better give us a phone right now. 0141 951 1025 and you could play Beat the Pundit after the news. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Keep your thoughts coming on all the weekend's big talking points. 01419511025. And we'll get back to that after we do this. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Okay, let's meet tonight's lucky contestant. He is Gary. He's a Rangers fan, and he is from Somerston. Hi, Gary. Hi, hi. How are you? I'm okay. Are you I'm feeling okay, in a in confident beat the pundit mood? Depends on who I'm playing. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, right. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what that means. I don't know which one of you is confident of beating. Uh, let's um, Probably none, but right. more chance with DJ because sometimes he's all over the place. But you're right. No, you're no 100 correct. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, well, no, well, I'll tell you. Right. I'll, I'll put you out your misery, Gary. Let's toss the coin and we'll find out. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it is DJ. 
And luckily DJ's not all over the place tonight Because he's going to be sitting there still While Hugh oh. Keevans takes oh. part in Beat the Pundit So let's give Here Hugh some Clyde 2 in his ear Make sure he can't listen to us uh, Gary Wright, 30 seconds yep. Head to head, you can pass Here is your chance to beat the Pundit, okay? Okay Good man In which year did Scott Brown make his Scotland debut? 2003 John Rankin and Stephen Dobie currently play for which Scottish club? Which Scottish League One team Became the first side To score 100 goals This season What vegetable What what vegetable Is used as a nickname For Hibs Oh pass Which islands In English Channel Had its UEFA Membership bid rejected Okay Some tricky ones in there I must admit Gary let's Bring Hugh Keevans back Can you hear us? I can You can loud and clear Great stuff Hugh Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Go Okay In which year did Scott Brown Make his Scotland debut? 2006 John Rankin and Stephen Dobie Currently play for which Scottish club? Queen of the South Which Scottish League One team Became the first side to score 100 goals this season? Yeah United What vegetable is used as a nickname for Hibs? Cabbage and ribs <laughs> Cabbage <laughs> Which island in the English Channel Had its UEFA membership bid rejected? Jersey And who opened the scoring for Rangers In the 2-0 win against Hearts? Uh, Jamie Murphy Okay How are you feeling about that Gary? I would have got the Murphy part <laughs> Well that's true That's <laughs> Listen the secret is I just know what? I, knew, I actually knew the air one Because we were talking about it on Saturday And I, I was going to say Gibraltar Rather than Jersey Like an idiot And I, I don't know Saturday gave us two and the slang one for Hibs I couldn't tell you Gary this is what happens When the pressure's on That's the thing It must be Because you're just telling me You knew half the answers Let's go through them I knew two of them yeah In which year did Scott Brown Make his debut It was 2005 So it was a a 0-0 To start off John Rankin and Stephen Dobie Currently play for Queen of the South You both got that Well done One all After question two Which Scottish League One team Racked up 100 goals After scoring at the weekend It was Air United Gary you knew it But you just couldn't quite Get it out there League One League One I, I don't why I jumped in with St Mirren exactly. they're, they're not even in League they 1 are so not, They are not Gary So it's 2-1 to Hugh Evans At the moment What vegetable is used As the nickname for Hibs well, I mean I think we'll give you it You, you, you said cabbage You always you, take you his made, first answer You, you made a cabbage. bit of a, a mess of it But we got there oh, in the I end I gave you the exact answer <laughs> Cabbage yeah, and ribs Okay okay So it's 3-1 to Hugh at that point And it, to be honest Gary It followed a similar theme thereafter Jersey had its UEFA membership bid yep. rejected 4-1 And Jamie Murphy opened the scoring for Rangers In the 2-0 win against Hearts yep. 5-1 Gary Hardlines Thank you. How many would DJ have got? That's what I oh, that's a good I've question. got the same as you. <laughs> <laughs> you no, 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 yeah, you? I did. Same as you, Keevans, he says. I'm not sure, Gary. Do you believe him? I thought he said the same as you. <laughs> right, thanks for taking part. Thanks, pal. Bye-bye. There we are. That was Gary and Somerson giving Beat the Pundit a bash. Hugh Keevans coming out on top. And if you fancy your chances, they'll give us a call at the same time tomorrow night. Let's keep on our review of the weekend because there really was so much to get through. We already heard from Graham Murty about the win against Hearts. We looked at some of the the main positives for Rangers in the form of Jamie Murphy and, and Greg Doherty. What about the game yesterday then? Celtic restored their lead at the top back to nine points with a win over Aberdeen. Brendan Rodgers hailed it as a, a brilliant win. It was Moussa Dembele and Kieran Tierney who grabbed the goals for Celtic ascending off for both players as well it was all action and Celtic boss was delighted with what he saw from his players I thought it was a brilliant win for ourselves you know 72 hours back from um, from Russia uh, arguably the toughest place to come away and for an away game so soon after that but um, I thought we dealt with everything really really well 
you know, the first goal was, you know, a great example of the player's technical quality on a on a really difficult surface. Um, uh, great goal, good pass and good movement, and then a, a wonderful cross and, and header by by Moose. Um, had other chances. We hit the post. The young guy would mix one or two great saves. Um, so, unfortunately, first half we good control of the the game. Second half, I thought we slowed the game down, played at a, a different tempo. Um, had to deal with the sort of longer ball, and and I understand why Derek would have to do that on the pitch, you know, because it's difficult to to play. But we cope with that really well, and then showed real resilience and, and mentality when we went down to ten men to, to manage the game from that situation and and score a, a brilliant counter attack goal. So, uh, so all in all, it was. Really, really proud of the players today. Um, it's always going to be a really, really tough game, but uh, I think another signpost towards where we want to go. And um, like I say, a fantastic, fantastic win for us. It was always going to be a big game, and um, they always are. They're always great games against Aberdeen. Um, and of course, when you play the day later, there's always uh, can be that little bit more pressure on you. But if we focus on ourselves, that's all we can all we can do and uh, to come away here and, and win having like I say had the game in midweek and all the other games tagged on to that it was a brilliant victory for us Now of course there was another side to yesterday's game the fact that Aberdeen racked up a 10th consecutive defeat to Celtic here's what Derek McInnes made of that It's not a start that we're proud of but we it was a start that it was common for a while um, you know we've beaten Celtic um, previously in my time here we haven't managed to beat this current Celtic team over the last couple of seasons you know but it's not I think today we, at least we gave ourselves a chance you know without Christy and Shinny and we've tried to put a midfield together in there that would help us play the game going forward and I thought the boys did well When you consider that Celtic had been to Russia come back 4am Friday morning uh, and then had a lunchtime kickoff in Aberdeen uh, on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, it was an outstanding performance. They went down to 10 men with 15 minutes to go. They're winning 1 0, and Aberdeen find themselves 11 v 10. And who scores in the last 15 minutes? Not Aberdeen, it's Celtic. So it was a very positive day for Celtic, with one or two negatives. I mean, the, the performance of Simonovic, I still think, is distressing. Uh, I also thought the referee let himself down because when Simonovic and Christopher Ayer clashed Ayer was down and not getting up and it was a head knock there is a protocol yeah. the referee should have stopped the game right away particularly as the players lying there for minutes literally minutes on the ground Derek what about this from an Aberdeen perspective because <sighs> you can't escape it 10 consecutive defeats no. everyone knows that their record against the smaller teams is is brilliant in fact this season Yet again, couldn't re- and they had chances, but they couldn't really lay a glove on Celtic. Well, you know what? It's not often I agree with the, the Aberdeen legend Willie Miller. You know, he captained and managed the club. You know, and he, he does most of the Aberdeen games, all the big games at Petodre. And he said he, he couldn't understand why Aberdeen sat back and just allowed Celtic, you know, to come at them. He says you never saw him again or Mackay Stephen at all. They were like fullbacks. They were defending in the first half. When you've just come back, as, as Brendan said himself there, you know, 60-odd hours after playing a, a massive game in Russia, what you have to do to a team like that is close them down. Don't allow them to play. Make them make sure everything's sharp about Celtic because late on in the game, the legs will go a bit. You know, so make sure they work. All Aberdeen did was sat back and allowed Celtic to play it along the back, nice and easy, getting plenty of, you know, plenty of rest. 
I can understand that if Celtic hadn't been playing and they had a week off and they went up there because Celtic usually start very quick then you get back and don't give Celtic the initiative in the first 20 minutes by keeping it tight but I thought they just got it totally wrong and, and you know yes they did have a couple of half chances Aberdeen but I thought if Derek was a bit braver you know then Aberdeen might have got something but in the end it's it's 10 in a row you know that they haven't won that and, and Celtic will be the baby the spoils again Brian is in Moss Park hi Brian Hi, Art. Just something like to talk about. Something's kept in the game over the last few years. I mean, I played amateur for quite a number of years, and I was on Red Ash, and used to slide tack on Red Ash, and quite a wee bit of hard man myself when I played. But what I think to unaccept was Shane Logan batting that ball off Scott Brown. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, somebody done that to a Manchester United, put him caught him in the head. I mean, I think that should be, it's obviously what the guy's trying to do. That should be an obvious red card. It's just somebody sort of basically been so... and. I'm just going to blast yeah. the ball off him and he's down and it's just unacceptable it's not as if Brian it's not as if the, he didn't hear the referee's whistle I mean the referee had already blown yeah. for the free kick and he just and he, he didn't he actually try and kick the ball away up the park he actually kicked at Scott Brown yeah. which was ridiculous I agree with you totally now you're right should that hit his head or hit him in another part of his body and, you know, and he could have been injured you know a, a bad injury there I mean, and, and he just walks away and gets away with it it's absolutely It's scandalous. as well that uh, Scott Brown was in the mood To make light of all of this Because plenty of other players Would have squared up to all and sundry To Sam Cosgrove for his ridiculous tackle To Shea Logan for his ridiculous response To the ridiculous tackle uh, so it's as well that Scott Brown Diffused the situation entirely By going through his comedy well, routine Well I'll say something to you Hugh. You know, Had, had there been one nothing down Or 2 nothing down Celtic And that happened Do you think he would react reacted in the same way? No, he wouldn't have Yeah I've seen, it, I've seen it quite a few times I've mentioned it was quite a bad one Manchester United A few years ago The guy got it in the, like, full in the face To the back of the head And the referees never take any action Against these players And mm. I just find that should be, To me it should be a, a straight red card And somebody's just Obviously it's so, it's so, They hit somebody who's defenceless Well having Having criticised Bobby Madden For not immediately halting play When Ayer and Simonovic uh, Clashed And Simonovic was uh, Able to go on But Ayer is lying motionless On the ground Yep I'll cut him a little bit of slack, the referee, by saying he's he's gone through his, the whole incident in his mind and he's thinking, well, Cosgrove has definitely got to go. Uh, and in the midst of the mayhem, Shea Logan does deliberately hit the ball at Scott Brown. Uh, but I'm cutting the referee a little bit of slack here. He's, he's, he's got a lot of things going on at the same time. But it was an unprofessional act by Shea Logan. I know he has history with the Celtic supporters. Uh, but... There's no excuse for that kind of behaviour. He's a very good player, Shea Logan. He's been a terrific acquisition for Aberdeen, but he let himself down badly. But the, but the powers that be, Hugh, the powers that be are watching that game as well. And if the referee has missed it, I mean, you pull them up first thing in the Monday morning. They've done that to many players. What do we make of the red cards then? Quite all, the good thing about this show is we, we tend to debate and we manage to debate most things, yeah. but <laughs> I've seen most people. Agreeing that Lustig should have been sent off, well, and so should Cosgrove as well. I've not seen too many people no, trying no, to no, defend no, Cosgrove. Is a ten out of ten red card every day of the week. Michael Lustig is in a dark place. Yeah. The 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 first yellow card is undeniable. Is he lack of control? The second yeah, one, the, and that's just the way he's been playing. Yeah. To be fair to him, you know it, the, the 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 guy is in a bad place right now, and the Celtic fans know it, and they can't play against Dundee on Wednesday. 
So whoever comes in uh, You know Michael Lustig May have cost himself His place in the Celtic team What about the other Question marks If you like That were hanging over the team From Thursday I'm thinking Well Michael Lustig was one And he didn't Really managed to bounce back Well he didn't bounce back at all Doris De Vries and other Did make some important saves To be fair He, he did But he's also suspect to me uh, the, the, the crosses that came Into the Celtic box First half uh, he, He's slow to respond uh, I don't blame him For occasionally looking tentative Because Jozo Simonovic In front of him Is guaranteed yeah. A big mistake Every game Absolutely yeah. Guaranteed A big mistake Richard is in Dumbarton Hi Richard Good evening lads Thanks for having me on Not a problem What's your point? My point's about Scott Brown uh, I think he's, he'll be a sad loss for Scotland Because he's one of the best football players in Scotland I heard the guy earlier on saying He wasn't having a dig at him But Scott Brown would be in any team in Scotland uh-huh. I'm a Celtic supporter I'm delighted that he's pulled the plug on Scotland Not for that reason Just so that he can concentrate on his career at Celtic Because as you said earlier on, he's touched on it yourselves. When Scott Brown's not playing, Celtic are not playing. He's got the first name in the team sheet and he drives that team. And the boy, Kieran Tierney, would be the good shout for the Scotland captain because Scott's got him under his wing. you seen it yesterday when the boy scored and he ran up to the Celtic and he even pushed Brown at the road to say, I want up there. You know what I mean? So, Scott Brown, and I've said this to numerous people that I meet with a bit of football, He's the best football midfielder in Scotland What do you think of that? Well I've said tonight That he's irreplaceable Where Celtic are concerned But of course Celtic will have to replace him Because one day Scott Brown will retire uh, And I'm sure that Brendan Rodgers Is already thinking of Who that person should be um, So He's had 10 Terrific years with Celtic uh, Right now He's essential to the team There are 10 games left to play uh, if Celtic had to play those 10 games without Scott Brown, they would be concerned. Um, he is the one who could drive Celtic over the line now. Uh, and as I say, yesterday he diffused a very tricky situation by showing humour rather than petulance. And that was good for all concerned. You want to come back in, Richard? Yes, I think Hugh's right there. I mean, a bit of petulance. If you want to call that with Scott Brown Diffused a, a terrible situation The one I was really surprised about And I was disgusted with the boy Shea Logan But she's already touched on that To me that's a coward that does that That was a terrible incident with Brown But he, he calmed that down there yesterday For want of a better but, word Because that but, was potentially an explosive situation there very, I mean? very interesting to see Brendan Rodgers' team uh, On Wednesday against Dundee uh, I am going to This is guesswork Gordon Absolute guesswork You specialise in it I think Rangers will beat St Johnson At McDermott Park The gap will be down to six Therefore The job for Celtic Will be identical To the job that they had on At Aberdeen yesterday They have to take it from six Back up to nine Uh, That's why I think Scott Brown should play Because the last time When he was forced to miss the match Due to suspension It was Celtic nil St Johnston nil And two Points were thrown away uh, I think he's got to play Even though it's Morton in the Cup On Saturday Followed by the game against Rangers at Ibrox uh, And if Brendan Rodgers wants to bring back Patrick Roberts Then of course he'll get a great ovation from the Celtic supporters If Marvin Compere is to be involved for the first time He too will get a great ovation But I think Brown Brown must stay in other words 
One of the biggest stories from the weekend was Neil Lennon's scathing assessment of the referee and referees in general after Hibs 2 all draw with Kilmarnock. If you want to hear what Neil Lennon had to say, stay where you are. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here and it's time to get them a full-time teaser. Keep your thoughts coming though. We're going to hear Neil Lennon's very... Frustrated We'll call it frustrated mm. For the meantime Frustrated uh, Reaction To the referees At the weekend 01419511025 If you want to have your say On those comments But in the meantime Let's get the full time teaser Up and running We're looking for The eight men Since 1993 Who have captained Scotland Only once Now this of course On the back of Scott Brown's Decision to retire We're looking for the eight men Since 1993 Who've captained Scotland only once? Tierney. <laughs> Easy one to get you well, off and you running. Get the, you get the rest. You have because started your we own. spoke about it earlier on. <laughs> Kieran Tierney wore the armband against the Netherlands. And by the way, I, I'm sure there have been times when someone's been handed it during yeah. the game. That doesn't no. count. I'm talking about start, leading the team start, out. Yeah, so, right. Kieran Tierney is one. We're looking for seven more since '93 who've captained Scotland only once. Oh, that's a difficult one. We'll get back to you Okay Neil Lennon Not a happy man after Hibs 2 all draw with Kilmarnock on Saturday He blamed the referee Blamed the rugby park pitch His team of course did end up coming away with a point He says the pitch was impossible to play on He says he was sent to the stands because of a personal issue between himself and Kevin Clancy He elaborated and says the standard of refereeing in Scotland overall Is getting worse as the weeks go on And says it is amateur I've sort of kept pretty Sort of low key on it this season, but some of the decisions against us this season have been absolutely horrendous. So, you know, there's not a lot you can do when you've got that kind of refereeing decisions going. Again. I feel for the players a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's a good point and keeps our momentum going because difficult place to come, as I said. Is that the first thing we've had um, referee game since? I don't know, I can't remember. I think so, Gordon. I'm not, I'm not happy. Not well, happy with him at all. Did you attempt to speak to him after the game and get any explanation? There's no point. You know, you, you, you ring John Fleming on a Monday and you get the same, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You go around in circles. And I've lost a lot of faith in it, you know, to tell you the truth. So that's why I've not really been overcritical or got on the wrong side of the law this year. Now I'll have to go and speak to people, but I just think it's, it's amateur making my stuff. What needs to happen if the standard's so bad? Pardon? What needs to happen? Need to get better. I'm not good enough. We see it every week or every other week. We're talking about major decisions that are blatantly obvious when they're being called wrong. Every week I see a manager complaining about the you know poor refereeing decisions. Every week you watch sports scene and you see clear penalties that weren't given. You know, two two last week at Motherwell. How they can't see it, I don't know. We scored a perfect goal. Ball's over the line and the referee doesn't give it or the linesman doesn't give it. So what can you do? It needs to get better. I think the, the standard is declining as the game in Scotland is improving. Maybe it's time to put referees under the same type of pressure as players and managers. Maybe it's time that they had a point system. Maybe the referee's supervisor could uh, assess the referee on a game-by-game basis. Was that not right? I don't know what happens at the moment Yeah but An actual league table uh, And 
I'm looking for solutions here because I don't believe in professional referees. I don't believe that will make them any better. No, I mean, so you're trying to say if publicly people knew that a certain referee was bottom of the referees league oh, table, that would you don't necessarily need to make it public. It's the SFA's business; they employ the referees. Okay. It's uh, an interesting theory. Because I'll give you that. Because um, Neil Lennon was uh, he will not appreciate the word fortunate, but he's, he's in a relatively fortunate position in that. The loss of the two points wasn't critical in terms of relegation, for example. But that could have been Ross County, who are in trouble. Yeah, because that stuff doesn't really make a difference, does it? It adds to a bit of frustration at the time. But but when when it's a Ross County or a, a team in relegation bother, uh, then yeah. you know if they if that decision well he that could cost him European football and well, and the revenue that would yeah, come thereafter. Yeah. Let, so, let, let, let's separate the two issues then. First and foremost. Was he right to be angry About the penalty decision And secondly Did he go overboard In yes. his reaction he went You're overboard, right, you're right yeah. on both God. You're right on both I mean I, I, I agree What he said wholeheartedly I mean I, I'm not into the bias Or he's got something Against referees Or got something against them I don't go along with that But I think We've got poor referees I think We seem to be talking Week after week About blatant decisions That are wrong and yes, everybody makes mistakes I accept that But we're talking about Decisions that are changing games and you can't have that too many of them. Maybe Hugh's right, he's got a big point there. You know, let the, the man in the stand give points to the referee. And if you're down below the, the sixth from the top, then you don't get a top game. You'll go into the first division or, or into the second he's, division and referee. Was it was it a penalty? Should it have been? Sorry. In my estimation, it was never a penalty. Nah. What about uh, the reaction then? Appropriate? Uh, no, over the top. But as ever, in the heat of the moment, uh, these things happen and Neil Lennon will reflect uh, and think, yeah. I wish I hadn't done that. Um, and he'll need to, as he to use the modern terminology, he'll need to suck it up because I'm yeah. quite sure the SFA will punish him. Um, but, as I say, Neil Lennon's under pressure to deliver because results have consequences. Managers yeah. lose jobs. Players are under pressure. They have responsibilities because yeah. if they don't do well, it's perhaps the, the loss of their livelihood at that particular yeah. club. And these... Decisions have consequences all the way to potential job losses at clubs and so on and so forth. So referees then should perhaps share because they're very well paid. I mean, the last time I looked, it was something like £850 per Mm. game. So they're very well paid, better paid than probably 75% of the players in Scotland, yeah. So maybe it's time that they took a share of the responsibility as well. As I say, you don't need to make results public. You don't need to publicly pillory referees but perhaps uh, looking for a solution as I say I don't buy into professional referees I don't think that that automatically makes a better referee overnight Uh, but to incentivise them uh, maybe they should have a league of their own he's he's quite quite right to be angry because it changed they could have been three up and the game was finished it didn't happen Kilmarnock got their act together and eventually Kilmarnock should have won it because they were the better side in the second half and Neil's quite right to go, you know, the penalty kick. But there's ways of doing it. You know, you can be nice and calm and, and speak to the referee and say, I don't agree with that. But as he says, he gets on to John Fleming on a Monday and he just gets panned off, you know, with things like that. So, you know, I agree with him, but there's a line you don't cross. I said that on Saturday. And he did do that when, when he's clapping in his face, well done and all. You cannot do that. And that's why you'll probably get hammered. Mac as a Hibs fan, Maka, what did you make of your manager's comments then? Um, I thought, obviously, the reaction was over the top, but 
it is the same referee that missed an um, opportunity for Hibs. Uh, I think it was Easter Road against Rangers. The handball incident. We could have had a penalty there this season. Yeah, that's um, something that's So are you telling me mentioned. that's just coincidental or... Is, do you know what I mean? So it's not like it's not like it's the first decision he's gave against us. I think I think you go down a dangerous road though, and I think yeah. Neil went down a dangerous road as well because you can't you can't prove it's personal. You can you can bring up a coincidence. This is the guy who refused us a penalty earlier on in the season. Now he's given a penalty against us, and it's not a penalty. You can bring it up as a coincidence. You can say that, in your opinion, he's not a very good referee, but you can't prove. That he's deliberately doing it because he doesn't like you. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Maka. For us, for, for us neutrals in the studio, it was a, it was a cracking game, Maka. Did, did you manage to enjoy it as a Hibs fan? I know when you throw away a, a two 0 lead, it can never be easy. I suppose. Yeah, I was happy. Well, when I sort of came out the game, I thought, well, that's two points have dropped. But then when I think about the weekend with Aberdeen losing, and yeah, Rangers won, but we've come a point closer to Aberdeen, um, and we've taken four points in the last two games. And we seem to be getting like overlooked. Everyone seems to say, oh, well, the battle for second place is between Rangers and Aberdeen. But Rangers have got to play Celtic, and we've got to play them as well. And they could easily drop points against Kilmarnock, because Kilmarnock, well, they've already done that this season, but Kilmarnock are a really good outfit, and they don't seem to know when they're beaten. So there's still every chance that Hibs could get on a run. Yeah, um, as I say, 10 games to play, 30 points, arithmetically. Top of the league Middle of the league Bottom of the league Places could change Okay thanks to Maka The Hibs fan Looking back on the game Against Kilmarnock And talking about Neil Lennon's comments You got any more for me On the teaser Looking for eight men Since 93 Who've captained Scotland Only once I'm trying to think We've got of Kieran Tierney so far I'm trying to think Obscure names here I know It has to be Gordon, Gordon Greer No they don't have to be that obscure They may have played lots of times But they only captained the team once oh, yeah. Martin? No but You're in the right era yeah, For yeah, one of them yeah. um. Okay Needing some more time to think about it mm-hmm. Any more guesses you want to throw at me? One more If you've got one No they're struggling Get in touch on Twitter if you've got any thoughts Christoph Berah No, again Ah. Good era Right era You're you're getting there That's all I'm going to say Jackson Kilmarnock Hi Jack Hi there What's your point Jack? Um, So I'm a referee myself And then obviously I've been listening the last couple of days About the Neil Lennon situation And the handball Mm -hmm. Um, And personally what I would say is I think maybe managers Coaches Pundits When they go On their various courses That they go on Part of that should be That they need to learn the laws of the game um, cause, and that would maybe help why we're getting these situations every week you might not necessarily agree with the referee or the, the decision but at least you can look and say I understand why why he's gave that yeah I think that's a, a fair point generally do, do you ha- what incident in particular do you think people are misinterpreting the laws of well p- for me personally the handball in the Hibs game the, the guy's arm is up across his body for me the reason why he's got his arm up there is to protect the sort of top of his chest and his face. So therefore, he's deliberately wanting the ball to hit his hand and know his chest or his face. There, do, do, do you not think he's just protecting himself? He is protect. Yeah, he is protecting himself. So therefore, he's deliberately got his hand up there. And, and actually, the when, when the ball hits him, he's side on, so he doesn't actually see the ball coming. No, but what we're, well, where Jack is no. right, obviously, is that it has to be deliberate. But Jack. I'm not sure that necessarily comes down to people not knowing the laws because you you obviously do. You're a referee. 
But that's still where the interpretation has to come in because it's very, very, very difficult to prove if that's if that's deliberate. Yeah, so even if you don't necessarily think it is deliberate, for me, even if I didn't think that that was deliberate, I could look at it and say, I think Kevin Clancy's gave that because he thinks he's got his arm up there to protect himself, so therefore deliberately... To, so therefore, coaches and managers... Pundits like yourselves, you could understand where the referee's coming from. Yeah. You might not necessarily agree with him, agree with it, yeah. but I, 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 you yeah. understand where he's coming from. I do sort of get that, Jack. But Neil Lennon's point, quite simply, is that he doesn't think it was a deliberate handball and therefore doesn't think it was a penalty. So I'm not sure that means he doesn't know the laws. If that makes sense. So I'm just talking in general because this is just this is just the reason why I phoned up because this has happened this weekend. Right, but okay. in general, even you listen to them in the, the match of the day and stuff like that down in England, and it's guys like Alan Shearer been to World Cups and Alan Hansen and played football for years and they're saying things and you think that's it's just not right um, so personally I just think if part of their coaching course or their coaching badges were to, to take to take the laws of the game and understand it it may it maybe no cut it out but at least they could then look and say I understand where he's coming from and it would maybe build a relationship between the managers and the referees because yeah. they could have that understanding yeah we, we do have that process in place Hugh the referees John Fleming and the referees are are meant to Or they, they do go out and, and speak to clubs But perhaps What Jack's saying then Is is that needs to be improved It needs to happen more often Or it needs to be A more extensive chat Or something along those lines What Jack is saying I think does actually happen uh-huh. But just maybe not enough then uh, I read someone today Asking for uh, referees To give greater clarity And explain their decisions After the game The SFA tried that And had to abandon the exercise Because every weekend it was turning into a referee saying, yeah, with the benefit of hindsight, I got that one wrong. And uh, the obvious one you always hear about this, Hugh, is they only ever get asked to explain the bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what course. I mean? No, no one's ever interested in the ones they got right. No, no. Um, so, while Jack is calling for a greater understanding of the rules, and I have absolutely no problem with that, uh, the referees who are in our top flight were... Invited to explain themselves And the whole exercise had to be abandoned Because all they were doing was explaining their mistakes Thanks to Jack and Kilmarnock Make some interesting points there I'm wondering if you two have got any interesting points to make On the teaser though We're looking for 8 men since 93 Who've captained Scotland only once No oh, Just throw some names at me then You can literally name any player that's been capped by Scotland I know, I know. Since 93 Um I'll give you one to start off One of the hardest ones He's currently a manager In the Ladbrokes Premiership Craig Levine Well done Well Levine captain though did he? Oh. Well just once yeah Just once So Craig Levine and Kieran Tierney um, No prizes for guessing That Craig Levine is the one Furthest back in time And Kieran Tierney Is the most recent Obviously So you've got <laughs> Alan Hutton no 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 Okay, we'll get the answers to the full-time teaser after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in. Please gamble responsibly. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson went into that break not too happy at all about the teaser. They were struggling, really struggling. We're looking for the eight players since 93 who captained Scotland only once We had Kieran Tierney And Craig Levine Before the break What did you manage To come up with during We're thinking of the lad Morrison That was at West Brom At the time James, James Morrison. Morrison Well that done oh. That's a good shout I'm happy with that Craig Burley 
Oh, Burley. Yes. And I've got one for you. Kevin Gallagher. Oh, oh, we've got a bit between them decent now. I'm happy with that. Bang okay. boy. Yes, Banky Boy. That's more than half of them. Tierney Morrison, Burley, Gallagher, and Levine. Did the chance miss her? Ever captain? Who? The chance misser. Ali McCoist. Aye. The chance McCoist. misser. Ali McCoist is one of oh, them. Oh, I've done chugs. <laughs> See, the, and the great thing about uh, Derek and Hugh is even although they've just recovered and managed to get a few answers, you couldn't possibly accuse them of cheating because they've got no idea how to work Google. <laughs> they don't have mobile phones that, that, that function like everyone else's mobile phone. So they have actually managed to come up with them. I'm quite impressed with you. For the first time in a long time, Tierney, Morrison, Burley, Gallagher, McCoist, Levine. You're only looking for two more <sighs> since 93 who've captained Scotland only once. And dare I okay. say it, maybe Ali, you'll be fuming what I said of the chance misser. He was one of these lads that missed a few chances but came back again to miss another one before he scored. Yeah. He did that often enough. John's a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, John. Hi, uh, Gordon. Hi, guys. Hi, what's your point, John? Gordon, it's just about yesterday's game. I was on a day to use last week and I said, <coughs> no, did Blair go on Celtic, basically. And I still believe that. Once I, my, my, what I believe is we'll come out of Ibrox 14 points clear. Saying that I think St. Johnson will take something off the of Rangers during the week as they're Anyway, yesterday's game, Gordon, mm-hmm. I, I thought uh, you called him young Tierney was brilliant. The team can, the part was conditions were terrible, but again, uh, the refereeing standards, Bobby Madden, with a head clash, that's just. I mean, he was too a yard from it. That game's got to stop right away. He continued. Uh, let the game continue. When Aberdeen's been, been through. The standards are terrible But again Going back to my Celtic point uh, I do think As Ben Rogers says We're now in that level Playing field Not getting any European matches To play and things like that So I think you'll see A different Celtic team now Well we'll find out Straight away John Because there's The Dundee game On Wednesday uh, And as I say the, the team selection Will be interesting There's no point You know Brendan Rogers made Seven changes For the last home game In the league mm-hmm. Against St Johnson And it just didn't work uh, he was uh, certainly unfortunate to be without Scott Brown Due to suspension that day uh, And he was sorely missed And that's why I say Brown should play on Wednesday uh, If you get Patrick Roberts back Of course you, you give him game time And if Compare is fit enough to play for Celtic for the first time Then yes, let him play Because one of the things that came out of the game yesterday one of the negative things There were many, many positives, John And you mentioned Kieran Tierney Bombing on the way he used to uh, Moussa Dembele scoring a Predators goal And then having a wonderful assist For Kieran Tierney's goal All of that James Forrest Magnificent crosses All of that to the good But at the back They still look vulnerable So if Comper can come in And uh, lend solidity at the back then of course play him as well and it's a good game to come in because Dundee are not going to throw men forward you know tomorrow night they'll play one man up so for somebody easing his way into a team that's maybe a perfect game for him if he's fit Uh, thanks to John hope you don't mind me keeping it brief John because I'm going to try and uh, hear from some other managers quickly I did want to squeeze in as much of this as possible as always the phone lines get busy and, and, and things take over let's look in some of the other big moments from the weekend Hugh Keevans I'm thinking Hamilton Ackies I'm thinking Martin Canning Up against Alan Archibald It was a massive game At the bottom Let's hear from both managers Starting with Martin Canning It's been a busy period For us with kind of players in Players out Losing Ali Losing Daz Losing Greg At the middle of the park as well It's been a, a period to get through And we've managed to kind of get through it And now that was a huge game for us today 
Um, off the back, obviously, Aberdeen and Rangers. This is always going to be a huge game for us, and to get three points is, is great for everybody. And Alan Archibald? I think there's a couple of frustrations here. Obviously, the man we lost lose the first goal. We just went ahead through the penalty, um, and it's just a long box out for a corner. And we lost the corners last week, and we didn't learn from it, and we lost it today again. So that obviously got Hamilton back in the match. And, and I said last week, it's not about better teams at this time of the year. We probably were marginally the better side second half, but. Um, we can nothing. Big concern for Partick Thistle is that for the second weekend in a row they lost all three points mm-hmm. at the, the, the very end of the game. They can't close out matches. Even a point at Hamilton would have been better than what happened to them. Uh, and the same with the game against Dundee the previous weekend. They had a 1-0 lead, six minutes to go. 1-1 then, and you just said, OK, we'll settle for the point. But no, they found time to lose a second goal. Uh Thistle at Ross County this weekend And it's crucial for them Because three defeats in a row And you'd have to get worried for them Hamilton Ackies Every time you put the black cap on And send them away uh, To be executed It doesn't happen They've slipped the noose more often than Many and Steve, <laughs> you couldn't find it. <laughs> Stephen Robinson's Motherwell getting a one 0 lead at a one 0 win. Sorry at Dundee. I think our character today and our organisation resilience. As I said earlier, if I was a fan going back down the road, knowing that people are putting that badge on, throwing themselves to the ground, tackling, heading, putting their, their bodies in line to win football matches from a little football club, I'd be very very happy. See, that's what you have nowadays. You know, especially when you're at the bottom. See all your silky soccer and, and entertainment. It goes out the window. The most important thing. And you can say that about any game But when you're down there As you roll the sleeves up You pick a team of players That are willing to give you their all for 90 minutes And get results That's the ones you put on your side And the Championship's been excellent in the last few weeks Because there's so much to like about it The real winners from this weekend were were Obviously Livingston at the top on on Friday night But St Mirren as well It wasn't vintage but they did the business But even if you looked at Morton What an incredible run Particularly away from home And got up to Inverness and winning And putting themselves in a really strong position in that league So a lot to like in that league at the moment You know what's coming up It's Morton against Livingston Is that midweek? That is on or is it exciting? That's their next game Morton's next game is against Livingston What a game that's going to be and then you've got St Mirren, Dundee United yeah, That's come, on Friday Come yeah. Friday night So second against third during the week And then Dundee United on Friday Crisis time for Dundee United oh. they, They've got to start winning games Otherwise They're not even going to make the playoffs And that would be a disaster For Stephen Thompson and all concerned Yeah it certainly has been a, a difficult time That's for sure I'm wondering if we should round off This teaser right We're looking for Eight men since 93 Who've captained Scotland only once And by the way folks This is a plea for more of your full time teasers We always like you to keep them coming in To try and fox the guys So it's fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com If you've got any good questions Send them in And we will try and use them Listen, We're looking it's for mo- two so- more Sorry it's Morton Livingston tomorrow night right. What a game that's going to be So we're looking for two more players Since 93 We've captained Scotland only once We've got Tierney We've got Morrison We've got Burley Gallagher McCoist And Levine Which means we're missing Two So I will Tell you they are more recently than Craig No they're, they're um, More recently than Craig Burley But further back than James Morrison If you like So sandwiched In that era I need a better Scooby from you So I'm going sort of Early Early 2000s um, need more than that Right okay one of them Faddy didn't do it did he? No he did not mm. Not only once anyway that's for sure One of them Has played for An Edinburgh He's one of those guys who's played for an Edinburgh club And One of the old firm So he, he crops up in these types of 
questions quite often. Oh, the, the fullback. Who was it? No. He's got a famous surname, which leads to his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that. That wasn't the best clue. I'll give you that. Uh, Elvis. Oh, oh Stephen Presley. Presley. Mm-hmm. Oh. Other one. Did play fullback Was one of these Sort of versatile guys Played for Celtic um, Has managed One of the Dundee McNamara. sides McNamara Yes oh. There we are Jackie McNamara I've done it again Sean ah, well nah, done, sir. I'm, I'm not having it Needed yes, too many are. clues tonight Too many clues Thank you to Hugh Evans And Derek Johnson For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard The biggest thanks Of the evening Goes to you Thank you for listening Thanks for giving us a call And thanks for getting in touch On Twitter We've got a big midweek card Over Tuesday and Wednesday Not to be missed We'll be back at 6 o'clock tomorrow In the company Of Gordon DL And Roger Hanna But don't go anywhere Because Callum Gallagher's up next And he's joined by Paloma Faith 